a personal note, just so you know, there's no, there's no, it's cool to see people talking about brown people uh, in comic books. I, I, I never, I never saw that before. I, I don't care if they're Pakistani or Indian or Mexican American or, or any, any color or African American or black or anything non-white. It was, it was cool to see it talked about written about drawn about yeah i know icon came out back way when and and some african-american comic books came out and spawn was black when we found out not the same thing to me it, it it's always to me from from my perspective it's it's just cool to see anything written drawn about in comic books where there's another person that's not not white. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it otherwise. And it's it's awesome. So there there's that. Hi, welcome to Hob and Charles Talk Comics, brought to you by the Public Library. The Public Library. It's free, yo. The Public Library. Charles wouldn't be doing this po podcast if he couldn't get everything free from the Public Library. Hey, Hob, how you doing? Hey, dude. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. So that was, what, take seven on the intro that we just did? It was like take 23. It was like Kubrick, like asking Shelley Long to look distressed like for the 23rd time on the set of uh, The Shining. It was it, cool. Except it was all just me saying, no, wait, I got to do it again. No, wait, I got to do it again. You're like, what was wrong with that? Although I, I thought the seven I did with different accents actually should have worked. I wish you would have done one with an <laughs> Irish accent. I, I couldn't find it. I just couldn't find an Irish accent. I, I was telling Hav before we started the podcast here that I was considering just starting an, starting when he showed up on the clean feed broadcast here that we record on just doing an accent and see how long it would take him just to bring up that I was with a what the fuck dude <laughs> that is not how you talk and it would have taken me 0.1 seconds <laughs> after he's done talking to call it out like what are you doing you're doing you're you're going Irish we're doing Irish I can't do Irish what 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 um, so, welcome to, I believe, episode eight, in which we're going to talk about Miss Marvel and whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, a Superman comic. Well, actually, two Superman comics. It's probably the shortest run of anything we've we've talked about. And then the Miss Marvel run was, I believe, only five comics that that we're going to talk about. I will be honest; I did read ahead, and I've actually read a whole bunch of that Miss Marvel, but I did read ahead past beyond that because. Wolverine pops up in the next episode. Ha! You're welcome. That's right. The next issue. What is it? What is yeah. it called? What is it called? Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Charles once again says episode instead of issues. I, I think I think that I think it's been a number of uh, episodes since I've had issues with issues. At least one or two. Yeah. So I, I did I did go a little further because in issue six, Wolverine shows up, and I quite like Wolverine. Uh, we, we, we would like to thank all of y'all for tuning in. Normally, we thank y'all at the end of 
the episode and lord knows if anybody hangs on that long as we start to ramble off at the end of the evening so thank you very much if you would like to get in contact with us i'm going to drop this right here since i often forget to we do have a gmail account that you can email us to and we would love to hear from you it is hav and charles talk comics at gmail.com and it's all spelled out j-a-v-a-n-d-c-h-a-r-l-e-s-t-a-l-k comics because i can't spell comics at gmail.com and we also, of course, have our Twitter that is run by an unpaid intern, and that is J and C Talk Comics, also written out, not an ampersand. It's a it's an ampersand. Ampersand? Ampersand. Not that. J A N D C Talk Comics. Uh, that's the Twitter handle. And we do appreciate the feedback. If anybody has any suggestions of anything that you think we should read, new, old, hey, lay it on us. Please. I, I would be very interested to hear if anybody has any thoughts. Yeah, Hav is beginning to scramble for things to suggest. I have a list the the, the size of Montana. Hav is beginning to struggle for things to suggest that he doesn't think I'm going that he thinks I'm going to like. I think that's that that's am I am I more right that way? I don't think so. Hold on. Oh I'm pulling it up right now. Oh you, you actually have a list, you know I wow, you put weight. I thought I put more work into this, but I don't. I have a whole thing. So there's this notes thing on your iPhone. I'm not, I'm not sure if everybody takes advantage of the notes on your iPhone. I do. This is called Podcast Ideas. Ideas of comic books to read. Starman. Robinson. Tales from the Crypt. Follow the Mutants, Inferno, Batman Year One. I'm just I'm I'm scrolling. By the way, I'm not saying every KG Beast, Earth X, Saga. There's there's and that's a third of the list. So we're we're good. Well, that was riveting. It was, wasn't it? Uh, you you do know how to make good podcasts. So you suggest. Go ahead. Go ahead. The premise of the podcast is Charles suggests something for me to read. I suggest Charles to read something else. And then we talk about it, right? Th yes, that is exactly the podcast premise. It's very simple, like the two of us. True. So, ooh, was that, our, that, that was our first so. Just as an editing note, I take a lot of me saying so out of this. Because it's just, yeah, so, yeah. So that's, I told you, I, I've learned all our verbal texts. That's one of mine. So which are, which are my, what are my top 10? I, you do this. So as well, it, it's okay. just a filler. We've both gotten better at some of the, uh, I'm taking out and I'm actually, I'll probably leave that one in, but Please. we, <laughs> we normally in real life, we don't speak as clearly. I, I do do some cleaning up on these podcasts. So the, comic you suggested was whatever happened to the man of tomorrow correct are we going to go in order of publication as per usual yeah except one time we'll, we'll, we'll do publication order i do we tend to talk about it that way and then i invert the order of the comics and the title so i put the comic i suggest first and the one you suggest second just because i put your name first when i named it so i get to have my suggestion first in the title sure but, why why did you put my name first in the title of the podcast charles I'm just curious i i really don't know the answer well i i figured you wouldn't do it if i had my name first that's that's kind of rude i of course i 
I don't care about order. I just, I was, you're That's right, you're, but you're, but you're right. I, I needed my name to be first to be, come on. That That is not at all why I did that. I actually just thought Hav and Charles talk comics sounded better than Charles and Hav talk comics. It just, it flowed better. And I also like to use the, sh- like to use the shortcut JCTC. I thought that sounded good. Oh, that does sound good. It, in, and I didn't think CJTC sounded as good as JCTC. You're absolutely freaking right. Yeah. So it was it was literally just thinking it out and saying it. Hav and Charles talk comics sounds better than Charles and Hav talk comics. And JCTC okay, so- is wonderful. If they would allow it, our Twitter handle would be JCTC. But you can't have a four four letter four character Twitter handle. Okay. Because Twitter chooses that. Twitter rules. That that is correct. Those are Twitter rules. Not rules in a good way. Just Twitter Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Just literally their rules. Their regulations. Yeah. So this again, riveting. What did you think about the comic? What, what what is it about? You suggested it. Why did you suggest it? What what did you feel about? whatever happened to the man of tomorrow it, it's just a very sweet ending to the silver age superman so we're talking about whatever happened to the man of tomorrow the alan moore written kurt swan drawn comic book from the mid 80s to me it is nostalgic it is sweet it is just a nice goodbye to that era of 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 Superman and of, of, of comic books, really. Yeah. There you go. So basically it was the end of our parents, Superman. I, okay. You say your start, parents, start Superman, uh, you know I, what? My Superman, man. Okay. Well, but, but it didn't, that, that was like in our, the early, the, uh, early eighties. Our, our mid, Superman, mid. our Superman really, I mean, that's the one we grew up kind of with in the Zeitgeist. But the Superman we were really more familiar with, if we read any of the comics at the time, which actually you and I didn't really read Superman comics back then, did we? Would have been, is it Perez, his comics, Superman? Okay, so uh, very respectfully disagree. Okay. No, Kurt, Kurt Swan, who, who, who wrote this, I mean wrote this, drew this, was the artist on this. Kurt Swan is my Superman artist, much like Jim Aparo is my Batman artist. Okay. That that wasn't what I meant by his Superman. Superman, the Silver Age Superman changed completely in the 80s after Crisis. They depowered him. He was not the same Superman anymore. That was more my, what my comment went. It, it wasn't about how he was drawn. It wasn't about that. I'm just talking about the... The essence of the character stayed the same, which is good. Uh, the essence of the character didn't ever really change until Snyder tried to make him super evil. So this, again, this comic book that was made mm-hmm. was right before Crisis. This was the swan song pre-Crisis to the Silver Age Superman. And that's what I'm trying to say. For it's, y'all listening at home or in your car, Hav is holding up one of his hard copies of this into my, into the camera so I can see it. None of y'all can. Now he's doing extreme close-ups and I can't see anything. He's trying to, now I think, cause an epileptic fit by flashing it the bright colors at me and quick. I, I feel we have, to, we have to be perfectly upfront and honest about what Hav is doing on this Friday evening. Talking about comics. They knew that the crisis was coming. Crisis and Infinite Earths, right? They, the people that made this comic come out? Yes. 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 And they they gave Kurt Swan 
the the guy that had drawn Superman since the sixties. One last shot, and he did it. He did it well. Oh, it was a and this, it was great. I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the first time I read it, and I enjoyed it reading it again because I'd forgotten a lot about it. And I think it's a sweet farewell right before Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, which is what this was, I think, meant to be. It, it was exactly what, it was exactly what it was meant to be, and it was it, it really did a great job. It gave a whole what would be the end of Superman if we were truly ending Superman. What would be what would be a good end to Superman? So they did. They wrapped up the Silver Age Superman. It, it's a kind of an out of continuity. It's not a real, more like one of their imaginary stories, or which is Marvel's version of What If. They say that right off the top. Mm-hmm. But aren't, aren't all stories... Yeah, that is, a, that is a great thing that they said at the very beginning. Uh, Alan Moore writes about it, and he said, this is an imaginary tale, but aren't they all? And by the way, it's a great Alan Moore write, writing this. Alan Moore, who is, I think, by anybody's measure, one of the greatest comic book writers of all time, especially in the last half century. I, I don't think I'm going out on the limb saying that. And then you have Kurt Swan, who was, like I said, the comic book artist for Superman. If you see, if you see a besides Jose Luis, what's his name? Jose Luis Perez Garcia. Yeah, I'm blanking his name. Not Jose. Luis, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. I am so sorry for the brain fart. I, I didn't want to conflate names. Besides Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, from the, from the 60s, Kurt Swan's Superman is the Superman you know and love in comic books. That's my, my thing, my, my statement. He is who you saw in comics, whether it was action, action comics, Superman, or otherwise. And he was ubiquitous. Yeah, that's a big word for me, especially. But yes, so Kurt Swan is my Superman artist, and that's all. Why, that's another reason why this is near and dear to my heart. Excellent. Why don't you tell us a little bit, a little bit about the story? Well, it's just uh, Superman's enemies are coming down to bear, and well, well, it starts. It starts at the end, like a lot of things do. It starts with a, a retrospective of whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. A knock on the door from a reporter answered by Lois Lane, who is now married and living in the suburbs of some city. And he's interviewing her to dis- discuss what happened to Superman. What was it? 10 years before, 15 years before, something like that. Right. And so she tells the story about how everything started out coming apart. And it, it basically started out when out of nowhere, one of his enemies identified Superman as Clark Kent. And then it gets really, really bad really fast. You get Bizarro, who had always been like the fun, like, hey, this is just for fun. He's the fun bad guy. He he admits to Superman he killed his whole planet. Yeah. And then and then I think freaking classic Alan Moore kills himself. Yep. Boom. There you go. You want to get this to get real? It's just real. Bizarro kills himself to prove that he's opposite of Superman somehow. I don't know. 
It's weird at that point, right? You don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, it is what it is what Superman does at the end of the comic. He kills himself, or so we think. Well, there you go. Um, spoilers. Oh, well, you did that last last time when you just couldn't wait to finish it up. I could not. So I could not. And since you brought that up, and I, I, I hadn't even thought about that, but it is. He sort of kills himself just like Bizarro did. He does. So to fast forward, uh, Superman kills himself. Or at least he removes his... Well, does he? Yeah. he he walks off into the Arctic after exposing himself to one of the myriad types of kryptonite that made the Silver Age such a pain in the ass at times. Gold kryptonite, which removes the... Was it gold kryptonite? Yes. Yeah, which will remove the powers permanently from a Kryptonian. And, and, without, then, it, and then without his powers, he wandered off into the Arctic, as far as we know. And died. Froze to death. I'll, uh, Jack Torrance. Who? Shining. Ah. Uh, Jack Torrance. Never seen it. Died. You've never seen The Shining. I've never seen The Shining. You have just offended me personally. Oh. I, I know you don't like horror movies. How have you never seen The Shining? Really, dude? Not my thing. And reading about the way it was made, don't really want to see it at this point. Yeah, he was a son of a bitch. Yeah. And actually, evidently, really changed the characters because of his misogyny from the way the book was. The book is completely different. Yeah. No. And, I and agree. Basically due to his misogyny. Yes. Uh, the, Anyways. The only good story out of that, I, I will tell a good story about The Shining, is the little boy didn't really know what he was, what kind of movie it was because he was a child actor and whatever. And he just remembers how good a time he had playing with the two twin girls. That is awesome. <laughs> Come play with us, Danny. Come play with us. Come play with us, Danny. Okay, so weird side thing there. Charles, do you like this comic book? I do like this comic book. I, I enjoyed it because it was everything it was supposed to be. It, it was all old school, silver age fun. And it had a lot, of, a lot of Superman's enemies in it. You had Brainiac basically taking over Lex Luthor because both of them thought they were the enemy of Superman. And they were going to be the ones that took Superman down. You, you had the group from the 30th century come back in time once they'd trapped themselves into the Fortress of Solitude and give him a Lifetime Achievement Award or something of that nature, which told him he knew he was going to die. He's like, well, why, 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 y'all, why y'all bring that back? Including bringing back a... Supergirl, who just happened to be with them at the time, where in that timeline, Supergirl, that that Supergirl was dead because comics. And right. She, how, she, how awkward was that? That was incredibly awkward. Oh, don't tell me what's going on. Am I off world? Oh, no, wait, don't tell me. I shouldn't know too much about your future. Bitch, you're dead. No, yeah, so it's okay. So you're fine. Just uh, everything's fine here. Uh, we had a thing with the... Uh, we're good. Just go away. Go back with the 30th century people right now. Right now. Go. Uh, 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 truly, this really just shows the dislike that Alan Moore has for superheroes. I don't think I know. You know what? I'm going to go high voice. I think it shows his admir- admiration for the history. Go. That was a joke. I was making a joke to see if I could pull you off sides on that. How great is Alan Moore, by the way. He is very good. He is very good. 
Did he? This did, is, didn't he also do the Batman one? I have no idea. What, what, what do you mean the Batman one? There was a Batman comic where it was basically the end of Batman as well. And the whole premise of that comic, it was actually, it may have been better than this, was basically that Bruce Wayne was insane and Alfred was all of his enemies. Or at least Alfred was the Joker. He used his old acting background to give Bruce Wayne, who was destroyed by the death of his parents, something to do as the Batman. I've never heard of this in my life. Go write it right now. You I, son I, of a bitch. I didn't write it. I've read it. And I can't, that's, that's really all part of it that I remember. I'll, I'll look it up and, and try to find it so you can read it. it okay. It, no, yeah, please. I, and I, and I, I think that's, it, it, isn't that the killing joke? Well, that, that is that, the that killing. I mean, no, I, no, I know that, that again, that, that was a joke, Javier. I don't. I see. He, I don't understand jokes. You gotta just explain them to me. Sorry. Okay. No. Are you being serious? the The killing joke is what you were talking about. No, that was a joke. The killing okay. joke was not what I was. Yeah, that that was why I said it was a joke. Because that was Alan Moore doing. Yes, that. Alan Moore did the killing joke. Yes. Which I, I think I've said it on earlier podcasts. Earlier podcast one. The fact that I was allowed as a juvenile to pick that up was not right. I read that. There was stuff in there. It was good. Don't get me wrong. And I was okay, as far as you know. But it was it was hard to it was hard to read and watch. Yeah, I I bet it was. That that's a really heavy book for every, for for a youth. A youth eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty nine. Oh, you weren't that much of a youth. Oh, no, wait, that was me. 88, 89, I was 15, 16, so. Yeah, I was middle school. So the long story short is this is the end of Superman. And it's a, it's a, it's a very much, I think, swan song love letter to the Silver Age. No? I agree. That, that was the whole point of it, I thought. It's just to wrap it up, give give somebody something. Did, did you like, again, I don't think, I'm really curious. Did you enjoy it? I did. I told you that. I don't think you did. For some I, reason, I don't feel like you're saying you did, but you really didn't. You didn't, you didn't like it. You, you thought it was lacking. I can see by the look on your face now that I can see you. You didn't like it. It's okay to say you didn't. When have I ever not said I didn't like had any hesitation to say I didn't like something. Never. There you go. I liked the comic. You're getting a reaction okay. for another reason. Why? Give me your other thoughts about the comic. I I don't I don't have any negative thoughts about the comic. I really liked it. I enjoyed the artwork. I enjoyed the bringing of the all the characters that they brought in. I enjoyed the giveaway at the end of it when Lois Lane's husband shows up and it's Clark Kent with a cheesy mustache and he makes fun of and he makes fun of Superman to the unknowing reporter and that was just it, it was it was great it was as cheesy as any Silver Age comic ever got it, it was just absolutely wonderful and they had a super baby because evidently it took away his superpowers but it still gave him supercharged sperm you saw the baby turn a piece, for some reason, a piece of coal into diamonds at the very end. Well, what what baby don't you give coal to? Well, it's just a standard play toy, right? You give them, you give them coal. Yeah. Neil Gaiman, whatever happened to the Caped Crusader, I think is the story I was talking about. That's great, by the way. 
We're gonna have to do something about that. I think that was, and I had, I just pulled it up real quick. Um, I didn't realize the great Neil Gaiman wrote it. Yeah, well, I gotta be perfectly blunt. I am not a huge Neil Gaiman comic book writer fan. I am not either. I I really like a few of his actual books, but I have not the whole. I never could get into the Sandman. I've tried it. I really do like his Marvel, oh... 16.02. That is it, yes. I do enjoy that. That was great. Yeah, quite a bit, but but he just gets into some weird things. Yeah, he does. All right, so anything else to say about Superman? There's not a lot to say about this, because it's just a great comic book. It's it's about the Silver Age. I mean, we could go into the details. I, I don't think there is a necessary reason to. It is about the end of Superman. They, all his foes come to combat him. It's all of them. All of them. All the Silver Age comic book foes. Brainiac, Luther, Mr. Mistleplink. At the end, it's Mr. Mistleplink behind everything, of course. And it's just more about, I think, the nostalgia of the Silver Age. That's where I that's where I leave from reading this. And I'm interested in your thoughts, of course. Yes, it it was a very much of a wrapping up of, as I said, our parents, Superman. And again, I'm going to take umbrage a little bit. Uh, you say our parents, Superman. That 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 the was sil- the Silver Age Superman. The Superman my mom read when she, in the '50s when she was a kid was the Silver Age Superman. The Superman I grew up with in the 70s and early 80s, before I, Crisis, well, was, that, that was... Was, 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 Kurt, was Kurt Swan drawn, first of all, was drawn by the great artist Kurt Swan, who's not gotten enough credit for being the Superman artist of the 60s and 70s and going into the 80s. Pre-Crisis on Infinite Earths, in 84, 85, 86, whenever that was, he was, is the Superman artist. And so I know you're saying, and you've said many times now, your your parents, your mom's Superman. Now, th- this, I will humbly disagree. It, can't this, be, this, it, it can also be our parents' Superman? It can, but this, this, it is, is. this was my Superman. Okay. Kurt, Kurt Swan's Superman. Okay is my superman okay it's it's my parents and have superman who is your super i don't really superman i don't really have a superman i didn't really read superman comics i read a couple of old superman comics from thrift stores and stuff when i was a kid but overall when i was steadily reading comics i didn't read comic books as an adult i've read a bunch of superman arcs from the public library the public library where Charles gets his comics. I've read a couple of arcs from the public library and those are all post year 2000. So as a, as a kid, do you have a Superman artist? No, I don't. As a kid, I don't have any artists as an adult. I really don't have any artists. I don't artists. You identify with characters. No, I don't. That is weird to me. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I will point this out now. Sure. I, I Jim told... Aparo. Jim Aparo is my Batman artist. Kurt okay. Swan is my Superman artist. For me, Wolverine, somewhere between Silvestri and Ramita Jr. is my Wolverine artist. For example, you have no. Do you have no artists you identify with characters? Nope. Okay. 
I, I think I told you, I think I told you more than once, or at least definitely in the first episode, that I didn't really ever pay attention to who the artist was. I will say that the artist that started out on the, well, I don't know if it was started out, but during a certain run of Web of Spider-Man when I was a kid, I did not quite like that art because it was too cartoony. They were doing a thing, and that that's the only way I know how to put it it, it it was it was definitely a different style than what I was used to in the other comics like amazing and spectacular I think it did change to spectacular when I started reading it was Peter Parker the spectacular spider-man but I don't know the names of those artists I I do know that when I was reading amazing the artist and I only know this now was oh the guy that did spawn McFarland 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 was writing uh, was not writing he was uh drawing spider-man back then because he did venom sure so i i'm very familiar with his art but no i don't i don't really have a this is this is my spider-man i i don't mind when they morph the character i don't mind when they i don't pay that much attention when they change the costume a little bit i think a lot of that has to do with being colorblind so sometimes i don't notice like minute changes in the design of a of the color of a comp uh, of a comic book character because I don't really see it that well. Yeah. So, uh, so our uh, listeners know you're you are colorblind. Yes. And I have no idea what that means. I have no, no one context. does. No and one does. You can't explain it. No more than I can't explain what how I see color than you can explain how I see color. Or we can't tell each other how we see color. You just—it's not something you can describe. That's. You've told me this before. Is yeah. you can see dark and light. Well, no, I. I can distinguish certain colors. I just see color differently. I have color deficiencies. I have difficulty discerning between certain colors, if that makes sense. They kind of blend in. They kind of look like different shades of each other. Some so, of for example, I'm, we're, we're we just so everybody knows at home, we're seeing each other. The, the, the wall behind you. It's blue. I painted it. You know that's blue. Yes. I selected the okay. color. Is it light blue? Or oh, it's dark a very blue? light blue. It's a like a it is. very it, light sky it's blue. A very, it's a very nice blue. I could I take like you it. into my bedroom. I can see that. I see blue fairly well. That's why a lot of what I wear is blue. I I have a very dark sapphire blue in my bedroom. Are there are there colors you can't see, like reds or purples? I have trouble seeing red. I'm I'm red green colorblind. I'm also technically blue yellow colorblind, but I don't know what that means. And I'm sure this is boring as hell for everybody listening. But I have trouble distinguishing red a lot of the time. I have a hoodie that I call my red hoodie that I have been informed by many many people. It is a brown hoodie. Ha! But that's my red hoodie, and I I and I know it's brown because I've been told. But it looks red to me so that's actually how my mom realized i was colorblind as a kid because when i was a really little kid she got me a winter coat and i called it my santa claus coat because to me it was red with some fuzzy on it and it was a brown coat so that was my santa claus coat and she was like okay colorblind so if that's the worst thing you got going it's good all right oh yeah it's it's not a disability it's just i i see things differently so which is not a bad thing that that is true but no i i I don't have an artist i don't i don't think that way i 
until I was an adult, I didn't pay that much attention to who wrote the comic book. It, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like those asshole old white men who talk about college sports. It's about the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. To me, it was about the name on the comic book, not the name on the inside of the comic book. Which is a shame because the creators and the writers and the artists are, well, absolutely the most important part of the comic book uh, beyond anything else. But it wasn't really what interested me as much as the actual story that I was reading. So sure, but to go to go down the that rabbit trail, just so you know, Kurt Swan, the the comic book artist for Superman for so many years, he very quietly faded into obscurity. It's sad. He 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 was he, of course he he didn't own Superman. He Neither did, arguably, Schuster. Oh, here we go. I'm going to get it wrong again. Schuster. It's not Schuster. Was it, was it Jeeves and Wooster? It was... Uh, it was uh, oh, I'm sorry. Jimmy, it was, was, it, was, it, it was well, Jimmy and Steve? No, Jeeves and Wooster. I'm sorry. No, it was uh, Wodehouse. It was... Uh, it Good was old PJ. Uh, Jimmy and, and Bill. Simon and Garfunkel? Simon it and was, Schuster. It was... Uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, Gracie and and uh, the other guy. It's going to be a lot shorter when I cut out all the typing you're doing. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Gosh darn it. So I guess we've discussed all you want to discuss about your uh, selection? We have. Ad okay. nauseum. I'm okay. sorry. It just it's it brings back the feels for me. Okay. Did you read a lot of Superman? No. Okay. I didn't. It just this one in particular was just so sweet and nice and just a nice bow tie end of everything. It's it's just so good. Yeah, but you're so defensive when I call it our our parents Superman, and then you're saying it's that it's your Superman, and this is it. It was the Superman of the '70s. Yet if you weren't reading the Superman of the '70s, how is it so much your Superman? It's it's more because of the artists. Okay. Honestly, well, it's just Swan, the it's just the one you identify with when you see it, and that's the one that they kind of used in any kind of advertisement or any kind of whatever Superman would pop up on. Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, yes and no. So the Superman that they would use on advertisements would have been the Jose Luis Garcia Lopez one. Okay. That was in that the seventies. Yes, in the okay. 70s and 80s especially. Okay. He, he, that was his Superman. Kurt Swan's Superman was the one that when I picked up the random comic book in the, in the late 70s, early 80s, that I just did, which I still have, the tattered, some of them without covers. Okay. Because I did keep them. Okay. They're Kurt Swan. And okay. Kurt Swan is a good artist. And... I'm not different. I'm not denying that in any way. I, I was when I say the end of our parents Superman, I mean the character of Superman. I'm not talking about the artist. I'm not talking about what you're talking about is one thing which is the look of something. That's not what I'm speaking to. I am speaking to the character that was the Silver Age Superman that drastically changed and is drastically changed again. That they've removed some of this just ridiculous power set that he has. Are you okay? Hold on one second. Okay. Why do we need a Can we pause? What's, is everything okay? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. For me. So, so that's just what I'm saying about... 
it's it's not the artist so that that's what you're fixated on which is fine but my point on this is it's what they were removing is not the artist they weren't they weren't changing the art of superman when they moved because you just already said the the same artist that moved into the 80s after crisis is still there but they changed the character they changed his power set they changed a whole bunch about him that's what i'm talking about is that difference sure but they did unfortunately necessarily phase out kurt swan's superman because they they brought on john byrne and john byrne did his thing with superman totally great indifferent but kurt swan's superman was done and this is a whole rabbit trail to go down if you want to kurt swan was a for hire guy that never got his due and now and never probably will in my estimation he was superman's artist like i said for bridging three decades and then I think is in, is relegated to obscurity. Okay. And that's why this thing that Alan Moore did with Kurt Swan drawing it is so sweet and nice and nostalgic and bittersweet. Let him cap his career. To me now. And that, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. So we were completely and totally talking about two different things. Excellent. Thank you for agreeing with me. Ha! Okay, so I suggested that you read Miss Marvel, a comic that I had been talking about almost since we met, because I think I read it for not... four years. Yeah, because I think I read it not that long after we met. It came out, or I mean, we've known each other for I guess over ten years at this point. At and least. Yeah, and, and and it came out. I don't remember. Do you, do you have the date on that? I know you pull that kind of stuff up sometimes. I I didn't. Uh, hold on. Twenty thirteen. There you go. Yeah, uh, February 2014 is when this came out. So I probably read it in 2015. So I guess it's only it's only I can't do the math. 6 years ago that I that that it that the most that I read it. So I guess it's it's not that long ago, but I I really liked this comic. And one of the reasons I had you read it now is they're coming out with a Miss Marvel TV show on the Disney Plus that I am very much looking forward to. This was a this was a really good great thing that Marvel did. It was a real throwback to the beginning of the Marvel universe with what Spider-Man was. They recreated in some ways a Spider-Man origin. You okay there, buddy? That's exactly what I th- Yes, I'm fine. That's exactly what I thought of. Go ahead. So the 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 premise of this is it is a young Pakistani American from Jersey City, New Jersey, named Kamala Khan. Did I say it right? I know I got I the Khan. So. I, I don't it? know how you say it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Kamala, Kamala. Just because I'm brown doesn't doesn't no, that necessarily wasn't, oh, mean I know how to God. say their name, Charles. How yes, dare you, sir? Yes, but we have a we have a fucking vice president of the United States who has the same first name. Yeah, fucking cocksucker. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Hold on, give me a second. And I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to cocksuckers everywhere for using that as a pejorative. Y'all are all wonderful. Anybody that cock, that sucks cocks are fine with us. By the way, I'm fine. Go, keep on going, Charles. You're good. So it's a it's a 16 year old high school student in New Jersey, Jersey City, 
Very Spider-Man. Very, yeah, except Spider-Man would, would slap the taste out of your mouth by saying it's very Spider-Man that he was in New Jersey. Cause he, from around here. He's from Queens, and that ain't New Jersey. However, sure. so we meet her, and she is going through the same things all young teenage girls go through when they come from a moderately strict Muslim family in New Jersey. It, it, Pakistani strict Muslim family. Good. Yeah. She really has a very nice family. Her, her parents are very loving. Her brother is very religious and they treat this very well. They treat the religion very well. And she is a giant comic book nerd. I mean, she is just major fangirl to the point where she writes fan fiction on a fan fiction website about the superheroes. And, and in her she, world, though, the, the superheroes exist. So she's writing fan fiction about the Avengers. Yes. Yes. And yes. In, in the Marvel comic book world, comic book characters are real. Thank you, Hub. That was a great interjection to clear up a point that no one was confused about. Go ahead. So we first meet her and she's hanging out with her friends at the Circle K or whatever they're calling the little um uh, Circle Q. Is circle it, it is Q. it was the Circle Q. Thank you. Oh man, I made a Circle K joke and they made it and I didn't even notice it. Shit. <laughs> Read that more than once and I well done. Well done. So she, her best friend works at the Circle Q. Bruno. Bruno. While she's there, somebody comes in and invites him to a party, and she decides she wants to go. So she Zoe. asks Zoe. The what do you call that? The thing in the movie where there's a French term for it. Femme fatale. No, not femme fatale. I, I, that's the end of my French. It's Cin a, a, a verde. It's a movie thing. Anyways, uh, Femme Zo Fatale Zoe's, is a movie thing, but thank you. Zoe, Zoe comes in and is all Zoe. And she assumes the Muslim girls, Kamala and her friend, won't be going. And she's right. Generally, they wouldn't be going. But the young Miss Khan goes home and asks her parents, and they basically laugh in her face about that. So she sneaks out and goes to the party. And then hijinks ensue because on the way back from the party, there's a mist. Yes, there's, yeah, there's a mist. If you know anything about Marvel Comics, you know it's the mist that changes Inhumans into Inhumans. So they, they, the mist hits, their bodies changed, and they gain powers. So that's what happened to her. She gained powers to metamorphosize, basically. She can, and I love this, she can embiggen. Uh, she can make herself grow large. She can make herself grow small. She can also make herself look like anybody. And so she immediately makes herself look like the original Miss Marvel, who is now Captain Marvel, including the costume, including the blonde hair. And she proceeds to go save Zoe's life by embiggening her hand because Zoe has fallen into a creek or the river and she scoops her up with a giant, disgustingly swollen hand and drops her on the thing and then runs away. Because unfortunately, the the brown girl thinks in our society, the idealized best version of a person or female is blonde and thin. And there's that, which is true, I think. And, and just great to see in a comic book. That's, that's how you think about these things. It's great. Go ahead. I could not agree with you more on that. 
it is it is absolutely pointing out in the time what's going on how people are feeling she she idolized the other reason was she idolized carol danvers that is her favorite that is her favorite superhero the the avenger basically this is the story of her getting her powers and and trying to figure out what to do with it she finds out not long after that one she gets in trouble obviously for being out because that's what happens she gets grounded so you get a superhero being grounded i i did say it was very spider-man like but they do not kill either one of her parents um, she has both parents she does not live on a block full of children living with their aunt sorry that was a uh, that was old old school spidey joke on on the fact that mary jane lived with her aunt on the same block that peter parker lived with his aunt and <laughs> Just a, just as everyone in this queen's neighborhood is just a kid with their aunt. But Bruno is her guy. Bruno is her guy. It's very obvious. Bruno has a huge crush on her. Yes. That she is not reciprocating for whatever reason. I doesn't get. I think it's more that. I think she's just oblivious to that. You know, not all 16 year olds are interested in the opposite sex. Not that they're not going to be at some point, but they're not always there yet. Sure. And it is just a great introductory comic book to a new superhero. And it, it, you said Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man, Invincible, just somebody learning that they have powers and why. And they, they were caught off guard it is so sweet and nice and it's 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 cool it's just a great comic book to yeah. to read in the first first five issues six six five you're not going to get any finality you just want to know more about where she's going yeah they they did they did cliffhanger the first at the end of that first five that first graphic novel that's again why I read the next few, and I'm just going to keep reading it just because I really do love this character. One, she's trying to decide what she's going to do as a superhero because she immediately makes a fairly big mistake because during the first couple of, you ready? During the first couple of issues without her knowing his her uh bruno's brother is trying to get bruno to give him a hundred dollars and he won't do that he's like just take it out of the till just take it out of the till and then she is wandering by and she sees a guy in a mask with a gun robbing the circle q and we know Amen. what's going on because it's bruno's brother because Bruno is telling him, what the hell are you doing here? What are you doing with a gun? Why are you in here? Get the hell out of here. I don't, why? And Bruno's brother is saying, well, I, I, I thought so-and-so was going to be here. I was going to do that. And he's like, but you have a gun. He's like, oh, well, it's not loaded. And that's when Kamala sees that, looks in and b b breaks in as Miss Marvel and grabs him with her giant embiggened hand and figures out what's going on. They, they, and she puts him down and the gun goes off. It was loaded and he shoots her. I was going to say, get, gets her shot. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, then she fortunately finds out when she transitions back to herself that she has a healing factor. Which is great to yes. know. Well, yeah. That's great to know. Hey, guess what? If, but she's got to not be in that, in that state to heal. That's right. She has to stay in her because it would not allow her to shift out of that and the brother runs off so he doesn't get arrested and Bruno and uh, Kamala are left there to deal with what's going on. And then we learn about the inventor. That's correct. We learn about the event in the inventor. The inventor is 
seemingly kind of pseudo cult leader type seeming at the thing because he's got a bunch of runaways hanging out. The, the worst bad guy ever. So he's he's got <laughs> is he the worst got, bad guy ever? <laughs> I think he's one of the greatest bad guys ever. I mean, Stilt Man might have something on him, but so he's got some ne'er do well kids, and he's got a crack house, seemingly looking crack house, and he's got Vic in the basement that Kamala's trying to uh, rescue him from, right? Yes, he's she's trying to rescue the brother, and she goes in there the first time. She says she's going to do surveillance. And then she decides, oh, no, I'm going to go rescue him and botches it completely because she don't know what she's doing. It's just like any other any other newbie superhero. You have to walk before you can run. You have to run before you can fly. Miss Marvel can't fly. So she but she's got she can give big legs. Yes. So she gets in trouble because it was that the time she didn't even go home and comes in the next night. That that next morning sneaks in and they find out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and there were a couple times. Yeah, then she, and they, her parents find that out, and her mom just loses it. And then her dad, her dad and she talk, and her dad was very sweet because he said, "I'm worried about you, and I'm all of this." And then there he's like, "Well, I understand. I just we're afraid you might hurt yourself, and just tell us. We want you to tell things when when things are hard." And he hugs her. And then he says, and of course you need to have a talk with, I, I forget the name, but the, the spiritual, uh, leader, the spiritual of leader of her mosque. And she's like, oh man, you ruined the moment. And she doesn't, she, she says, uh, the, he doesn't like me. He, he, this, and he, that. And it was great because the conversation was great because it was just absolutely setting up him to be just what every asshole American thinks a Muslim leader is going to be. And he is ba- he was basically what every really good youth pastor at any church we've been to is. Yeah. Because he didn't preach to her. He talked to her. Well, what's going on? How you doing? What's this about? Hey, what's, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And she was, she was actually kind of shocked. She's like, well, I've heard your stuff. And he's like, this isn't what I expected. He's like, well, I've been talking to kids for a long time. I, I know how to do this. And, and she said that she was trying to learn how to do the right thing. And he said, sometimes you just have to wait to find the right teacher, basically. When the uh, student is ready, the master will appear, to use the comic booky martial artist type thing. You've heard that before, right? Sure. Was that sarcasm? No. Okay. Not at all. all right. Not at all. I was going to say, her speaking to the spiritual leader, I, that might be a little further on than I read, because oh, she, talks to the, they... she talks to the dad. That's right. No, that's in episode then, six or seven. He, I apologize. And then he, and then yep. he said, I'm going to have you talk to the guy that's, at the mosque. That's right. But you, she had a good heart to heart with the dad. That's right. No, that, that did. It happened into the, yeah, that's why, that's why you're looking like that. So that she did talk. Um, and, and then she did get a spiritual guide. Cause I told you, I read ahead. And one of the reasons why is in episode six, Wolverine's in it. There you go. Yeah. Well, on a personal note, just so you know, there's no, there's no, it's cool to see people talking about brown people uh, in comic books. I, I, I never, I never saw that before. So I, I don't care if they're Pakistani or Indian or Mexican American or any, any color or African American or black or 
anything non-white. It, it was cool to see it talked about, written about, drawn about. Yeah, I know Icon came out back way when, and, and some African-American comic books came out, and Spawn was black when we found out. Not the same thing to me. It, it, it's always, to me, from my perspective, it's, it's just cool to see anything written, drawn about in comic books where there's another person that's not, not white. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it otherwise. And it's, it's awesome. So there, there's that. I agree. It was one of the reasons why I was really excited to read about it. It is wonderful to get different perspectives. And there are so many stories out there that could be written. And having everything be centric on a white male is boring. It's why Miles Morales' Spider-Man is awesome. It's why Miss Marvel is amazing. Because it is a superhero from a completely different perspective. And, right. it's, and it's handled wonderfully. And she is all of the... All that I have read, all of the Miss Marvel comics I've read, and I've read a bunch of the run and stuff, and I've read some stuff when she was, I think they did an arc where she was an Avenger, and they, the champions that they did, and they disagreed with the Avengers, and during Civil War II, when Captain Marvel was the leader of one group, she broke from Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel is her idol and her mentor, but she she broke from her hard, so it is just... Because she's going to do the right thing the way she sees the right thing done. And I, just as a fanboy thing, I loved it. There's a, a team up with, her first team up with Spider-Man was great. Awesome. So it, it, it's a lot of fun and it, it, it's got a lot of heart. A, a lot more heart than a lot of comics have. And what's cool is, uh, I noticed this when I picked it up, albeit electronically. Written by, it shouldn't matter, but it does to me, written by a woman. I and, absolutely think it matters, and, and it kind of should matter. Yeah, if it should or shouldn't, but it's cool that she wrote it, and I, I'm going to guess by her name, maybe there's some background there. Yes. I don't know her background. I, I don't but know either. Sana, I'm going to butcher this, Amant, Amant, I'm going to, uh, no. I don't know. Well, that's not the writer, that's the created by editors Sana Amant and Stephen Wacker. The writer oh. was the writer was uh, G. Willa. Wilson. Oh, my bad. Gwendolyn Willow Wilson is an American comics writer, prose author, essayist, and journalist. Her first graphic novel, Cairo, was written after living for a time in Egypt and was listed as a top graphic novel for teens. She is known. She is well known for relaunching the Miss Marvel. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I didn't listen to Charles. I mean, I'm doing your job. I'm reading Wikipedia. How dare you? <laughs> That's my job. I repeat Wikipedia to you. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it is a great origin story, and if you want something fun, read it. It's great. She's just a cool kid from uh, Jersey, Jersey City, JC. Jersey City, yeah, Jersey there's City, so many, New Jersey. There's so many, there's so many different little things up there. Yeah, Jersey City is different than Brooklyn, different than Queens, different than Long Island, different than whatever. So. I, I want to go back to uh, I want to go back to worst comic book villain ever. How is the inventor the worst comic book villain ever? No, he's not. No, he's not. It just not that he's the worst. It just I don't see him, and I want. He, there is a scene where she's battling, like he made something out of stuff from a garbage dump. Yeah, but he's. He's Thomas. He's a clone of Thomas Edison that was fused with accidentally fused with a parakeet. That's Th the Thomas. Ed 
that's Thomas one of Edison. the that's one of Thomas the greatest and greatest comic book villains ever. Yes, Thomas Edison in his own right should be a comic book villain because he electrocuted an elephant and killed it on stage. So there should be a whole comic book about that and somebody stopping that from happening. Thomas Edison can suck it. Yes, but that that's who the inventor is. He is a clone of Thomas Edison that and... when it was cloned, the guy that cloned him got some DNA from his parakeet in there. So it's a giant parakeet that's Thomas Edison. I, I did not know that. I saw the parakeet reveal. I didn't oh, know that was oh, the origin did, did Okay, so never mind. That must be further on that I read. I apologize. Yes. I, I'm sorry to spoil that, but I was... See, I told you, I, I told you, I read it. I, I, I kept reading. So now, now do you see why it's not the worst ever? Because that's just awesome. No, now, now it's getting great. <laughs> now it's awesome. Yeah, because now it's and now it's the fly. Now you got like some fly it, DNA. Exactly, it is. It is exactly the fly. <laughs> that... Except he didn't turn into a grotesque monster. You, you should grab the. You should grab the second volume and read it. Okay. Because it, it's it's definitely worth it. The Wolverine stuff is great, and I'm actually going to tweet some stuff. I'm going to give the unpaid infer- intern something to tweet about that because there's some great byplay about her writing with Wolverine when she talks about writing fan fiction and she said my fan fiction of something I forget what it was is number three on this fan fiction site and he's like well what's number one she's like Emma Frost and Cyclops (laughs) just just, you can you can imagine how Wolverine reacted to that (laughs) not well Yes, but no, I thought I th- no. I, I, I'm going to give that to you. See, Cyclops is popular in the Marvel Universe fanfic. Of course he is. Yeah, so... Sorry, you, 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 made me, you, you made my brain hurt about the fanfic thing. And anything else? Oh, so, to wrap... Uh, any, uh, closing thoughts for me, anyways, on mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel. I loved it. It's a great introduction to a new, fun... Marvel character, the best one I've seen in, I'm going to say literally, to use your favorite word, decades. Literally decades. This is the best intro for a comic book, new comic book superhero I've seen in a long time. I agree. It, it was outstanding. And, and the whole themes of family and responsibility that they did in this were great. The idea of being young and trying to learn what you're doing while gaining new powers. I mean, it's wonderful. It's everything that I've liked ever in comics. That that's I really, really enjoy this comic book. I, I can't speak highly enough about it. And if anybody is going to say Spider-Man, Ditko, Lee, then yeah, you're absolutely freaking right. They're 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 trading on that well. Absolutely, they're doing they're doing it well. They're but they're transposing it to today with a Muslim girl in Jersey City, Pakistani, hard ass parents don't understand. She's trying to get by. They don't get it. It's awesome, and if you don't get that. And, and you're you're going to be one of those people that says don't do that don't don't make a superhero 
X or Y or brown or black. Okay. And if you're listening to this, stop. Oh. And I doubt you are. I, I was going to say, Hav, you're talking to a part of, part of the internet that is not listening to our podcast. I know. But I, it, I, it just I, kill, I'm pretty it sure. Me. I'm pretty sure we. I'm still pretty sure we know everybody that listens to our podcast. It kills me that there are people that are upset that that this superheroine hero superhero exists. There, there. The, the yes. Twitter is a, a, a blaze with people about how dare she call herself Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel should have big boobs and blonde hair and hike up boots and mm -hmm. blah 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 yeah they can you know what in all earnestness they can go fuck themselves and i know nobody else is hearing this but it's just so freaking stupid okay i'm done i'm gonna put my soapbox back it is nothing i disagree with that's i think i've mentioned before the reason why there's lots of different comics or there's lots of different people that read comics not every comic is for you you don't have to read every comic, comic, but don't shit on stuff that you don't get. I, I think I've been very blunt when I don't enjoy something. I don't say it's a bad comic. I just say it's not my thing. If you don't have anything nice to say, oh no, no, just no. don't, just don't say anything. Well, yeah, there's that, but I mean, come on. I'll still talk about why I don't like something that's not my thing. I just won't say it's inherently bad because I don't like it. Sure, that's your opinion. Um, so. Hold on, though. I do want to talk about something. Speaking of that, The Eternals final trailer dropped. Okay. It did nothing for me. I have not seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Okay, never mind. Forget that. So the Spider-Man trailer dropped. Have you seen that? I have, I have not seen that either. Okay. Well, then this segment was very short and brought to you by the public library. The public library. Like the internet, it's free. What, what's your catchphrase? It's free, yo. But see, I changed it on the fly because the trailers are on the internet. The public library. like the That's a new catchphrase. I came up with on the fly. The public library. Like the internet, it's free. Actually, the internet isn't free. You have to pay for it to get it. But it is free at the public library. It's free, yo. There we go. I think, I think we're close to done. Okay. Themes. This is the segment where we talk about themes. You're welcome, Ryan. So the only thing in my, the theme that I could think of, which tell me if I'm wrong, this this is very much about beginnings and endings. Well, the yeah, obviously the theme of this podcast is on this because we bookended and end, we we ended one and began another one in this podcast. I mean that that truly was, and the theme of whatever happened to the man of tomorrow was definitely an ending, and. Miss Marvel, what what we read of it was truly beginning. So, wow. Which is which is cool to see. It's yeah. cool to see. You know that Silver Age Superman coming to an end. Nostalgia, all that. Seeing all the all the heroes battling the Superdome that they were. You, you got to see at one point like Batman and Robin with like sticks trying to hit it. Anyways, it was funny and and fun and the legion of superheroes coming superheroes coming back from coming in from the future that versus a new character in the new miss marvel that again is different new new powers different powers not not just that she's powered she's got these weird powers that are awesome 
And on top of that, for me, again, seeing her, she's brown. She's not white. She's from a different thing. It's awesome to see that. And I can't, I can't, it is, it, it was a cool dichotomy of stuff to read this time. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I, I truly enjoyed it. So what are we reading next time, Javier? I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, I know the answer to that. So next time, I suggested Hav read the first graphic novel of Why the Last Man. And again, it's because, I, I mentioned this on the last podcast, it's because I read, I saw a trailer for the new Hulu show that's coming out based on that. And I was like, what the what? And then I burned through all of my, literally all of my, almost all of my Hulu borrows for this month. I still don't have any. I am completely out because I got whatever happened to the man of tomorrow and what Hav suggested I read, which is Doom Patrol. Grant Morrison, the great Grant Morrison's run, albeit I think we're going to try to limit it to the first arc because he... He was prolific on that, apparently. The Grant Morrison's uh, first arc, if you will, on Doom Patrol, which, you know, you've seen the Doom Patrol TV show, right? I have. I like it a lot. Uh, it's my understanding that in large measure, that was based on Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol. Uh, yes, some of it was based on what I, I think I read some of this already. So, okay. well, that wasn't a complaint. I was just saying, I, I think you were right. There's some stuff that they got from that. I'm looking forward to season three of Doom Patrol. I think, I, I think I heard there's a date that it's being dropped. Okay. Have you been watching the season three of Star what Girl. is, what? Star Girl? No, no, that's season two. I've been watching okay. season, season two of Star Girl. I did start watching that. I like that show. No, Young Justice is that the name of it, or the, the no the the Robin led mm -hmm. team? You know what I'm talking about? They did. Yeah, I do. No, okay. I didn't know there was a new season. I thought the third season had started on HBO Max. Okay. Okay. Well, I may be wrong. I'm thinking about getting HBO Max to watch a bunch of stuff. So, so if we're we're teasing the next one, we did this. Do you have any ideas for one after next? Uh, I do not know. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what I may. I. I'll try to come up with something offline for you. Do to you read. mind? Do you mind if I tell you what I'm thinking? Yeah. Tell read. me what you want me to read. That's fine. I mean, I'm the one that that slows down our reading. No. Okay. Yeah. It was facetious. I know. Saga. I'm familiar with that. I think. Everybody's been raving about this for years. Okay. Charles. Okay. Years. Saga. Bye. I have no idea. Okay, that was fine because you're always like the great, and I'm like, oh, okay. He <laughs> no idea. Okay, so saga. All right. Everybody's been talking about it for literally years. Okay, we'll do that. Maybe I'm I'm thinking let's do the first whatever if it's online or something. Oh, I'm sure it's on Hoopla. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I think that's where I've seen it a number of times. May have read it. Don't remember. Oh, you want me to throw one out there? Sure. I got a list, by the way. You you want to hear my list? You you read me you read the list at the beginning of this podcast. Please don't more. do it again. It was it was not riveting. Was wasn't it? I, I I called it riveting sarcastically. Please do not read it again. If you read it again, I'll let it out the second time. I know how to read. I know. 
That's why Caesar didn't right. displace you as the uh, co-host of this. Use this for the intro. I'm smart. I know how to read. I, 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 I'm actually thinking of going earnest. Why did I do that? I, I, well, no, I'm actually thinking about going earnest with the opening. What? Oh, you, 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 you'll see if I decide to do it. God damn it. No, I, something that, that you did that I liked, and I might put that up front. Which so, is, just don't hold me you'll in find suspense. It. Well, no, oh, you'll, know, you'll know right. when, when you listen to this part of the podcast. Actually, you'll know when the podcast drops and you open what I went with. You're acting like I listen to the podcast. I never do. Oh, I can't well. stand. I can't stand the the sound of my own voice. You oh know my that, god! Right? Neither can I. Oh, I mean, um, I can't stand the sound my of my voice. own voice. My voice. My <laughs> voice. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't hey, hold. So, well, hold on. Let's let's uh, time out. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We're going to edit all that out before cut it down. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to contact us, there's a way to contact us. It's on the email, and Charles knows it. HavenCharlesTalkComics at gmail.com. That's J-A-V-A-N-D-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-T-A-L-K-C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. It's just the title of the podcast, HavenCharlesTalkComics, without the ampersand, it's and written out. And then on the Twitter, you know, it's a JNC Talk Comics. Yeah, JNC Talk Comics. Mm -hmm. I'm Hav Gonzo tweets at 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 Yahoo. Hav Gonzo tweets at uh, ampersand or whatever Twitter feed. Uh, no, that's not an amp. That's the at sign. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, at sign. Sorry, yeah. not ampersand. He's at Hav Hav Gonzo tweets, and I'm at Herring Red Real. I would love for somebody to, to it, it, the first person that suggests something for us to read, I will buy them a beer. No matter how old you are. No. If you're, if you're of age, if you're In of Europe. age and you're local, okay, there's, okay, you've just pointed out so many flaws in that offer. Never mind. If you, if you, if and, you, and, you and he'll, what, he'll if, buy you a subscription to a porno website. I take everything back. If, if anybody suggests something for us to read, I will send you a comic book of my choosing. A thank you note. He will he will thank you graciously on the podcast. And that I will I will send you a comic book. I will find you. <laughs> he has no, a particular set of skills. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Don't test me. I will find you. Okay. No, if you if, if anybody does suggest something for us to read or just have uh, you know some fun, maybe you, maybe you uh, come on the pod. I'm gonna go high voice. I'm gonna go high voice. You come on the podcast. I I would love to have a mail segment where I read emails that y'all send us, but in order to do that, y'all have to send us an email. I will read the first email we got since now we will do a mail segment. We did get an email. I'm going to read it. Email segment. Email segment. So here it is. We got an email. Wait. Oh, yeah, I know you told me, but I'm trying to make it a big deal. We got an email, Charles? Did we really? I love your voice on your podcast. Hi there. I was listening to your podcast, Hav and Charles Talk Comics, over the weekend. I found it here. HTTPS forward slash forward slash my podcast. I'm sorry. I really liked it, and your voice was amazing. I could listen to it all day long. Anyways, I want to invite you to my Facebook group. 
It's a group I created, this group for podcasters to help one another grow together. You can join my group here. I look forward to seeing you on there and listening to more of your episodes. So it was a bot. Yeah, I, I'm it. saying we got spam mail because our email is out there, but I, 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 I'm showing that I will read emails that we get. Is there any chance that was a real person? Just tell me, just lie to me, Charles. Uh, there's a real chance that the name on the email is a real person. It is not a real chance that they sat down and wrote that email. They they pulled stuff to, to lure into and yeah, no, that that was spam. It was actually decently done spam, but spam it nonetheless. Was, it actually was. Yeah. It was at least, hey, at least we got good spam. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to believe that was from a person. And she really loved your voice. Sure. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I long, I long for an email. Let me just put that out there. Hey, somebody sent us an email. Otherwise, I'm going to really be upset. Somebody freaking sent us an email, goddammit. Julie just told me to calm down. Hey, Julie, you know what? I deserve an email. I had a brain tumor. The neighbors are complaining. Yeah. I just got another hob. I, hob. I know. I think that one. I, I the mic picked that one up. <laughs> you, can, you can leave. You can leave all that in. Oh, I'm going to leave all of that in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Hob and Charles Talk Comics. We appreciate all of you. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever you're doing on whatever day you're listening to this. Thanks for joining me, Hob. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Charles.